Welcome to the Gems Podcast brought to you by He Did It LLC. Hip hop, spirituality, family, life, love, and all of the above is right here on the Gems Podcast. Like a precious gem, a small drop of hope can bring much beauty. I'm your host, B Attitude, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the Gems Podcast. For this episode, we're going to start off with a gem, and we're calling this a gem drop. That's where you get a tip, a gem, a nugget that you can take and you can apply to your everyday life right now, today. So the gem drop for today is a website that I go to called Plugged In. And the cool thing about this website, especially for parents, is it gives you insight on television shows on movies and so if you're going to go to the movies with your kids you can actually go to the website it'll tell you how many f-bombs are being dropped it'll tell you if there's nudity it'll tell you what parts are being shown and that way you already have an idea of what you're going to allow your children to view and to take in so this website this isn't a um promotional ad or anything I really do use the website one of my good friends recommended it to me years ago and it's really been a blessing to me and my husband because we can already have an idea of what our kids are going to get exposed to and or we could decide not to go based on you know the ratings they even break it down into sexual content spiritual content violence how much violence so if you guys have little ones or teenagers who are playing games and watching shows you're not familiar with, definitely check out PluggedIn.com. So up next, we have a new segment. And this segment is called Ask a Single Guy. And you guys are going to learn that on the Gyms podcast, there's going to be all type of segments. There's going to be stuff that's really deep. There's going to be stuff that's funny. So the reason why we have this segment called Ask a Single Guy, because I have, you know, a lot of friends who are single themselves and they're like, where are the single guys at? Like, where are they hiding? How do you find them? It seems like everybody's got somebody. And so I reached out to a single guy that I know. He's my brother, Tuan. And I was like, hey, question, where are y'all? where can single women find y'all like what's the best method of finding a single man and this is what the conversation went like so check it out so single women want to know how do they look for a guy like what where do they go to look for guys like what's the best plan if you are interested in working out a lot you might want to meet a guy at the gym if you meet a guy who likes working out six days a week and you're not into that, it's going to be problems. So you try to find a guy that will have interests that match your interests. For instance, you like going to church, you might want to meet a guy at church or something around does that. Uh, a conference or something. A conference or yeah. something like that. And um, yeah, I feel like... Um, being direct as well so you know um you don't got to be thirsty but you could definitely approach a man and invite him out to eat i guarantee you nine times out of ten he's gonna probably say yes if he's not already in a relationship so 
I always say go where you with the man you want is where you find them. So you can meet people socially all over the place. But if you want it to last long, go to places that interest you. So you can always have at least one or two, three things in common. What about um, finding somebody online? Like, what's is that a good thing, a bad thing, or what you think? Uh, you know what? Um, honestly, I think it's a good thing just because you know that person is actually looking for somebody, so you don't get confused. Um, so yeah, everybody there is to meet somebody. Um, the problem is weeding them out, but yeah, and then of course do your research and um, you know. If you do have an issue, you probably want to learn from your mistakes. If you keep having the same issues with online dating, um, maybe do better research or like read between the lines. Like, okay, this guy only calls me at seven, eight o'clock. And then after that, after a certain time, he doesn't respond. Maybe he lives with somebody. Maybe he's <laughs> married. <laughs> These are things that you got to look forward to. It, what about his his schedule is they seem to be super busy all the time at a certain amount of time but yeah more open a person's with you the more likely you are to trust them less open is probably not mysterious it's probably a secret okay what about this what, what do you think about look for women looking for guys at the club like relationships well if you're looking for a good time that's where you go if you're looking for seriousness not necessarily there so can a relationship develop from that? Absolutely. But if you're looking for your husband in there, chances are he's not looking for you. <laughs> so, yeah, the club is a good time, not a long time. And what about uh, people who don't go out and they're just like, maybe Mr. Wright's going to find me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it goes with anything. You can't be like... Um, I'm looking for a job to find me, right? You have to apply yourself. So whether it's online or in person, you're going to have to apply yourself. So if you are a homebody, you might want to break your comfort zone or look for ulterior ways to finding or interacting with people, whether that's where the online comes in. Because, yeah, Mr. Wright's not going to break into your house anytime soon. What's something women don't know and they need to know? cream rises to the top the more you work on yourself the more you attract what you're looking for so ask yourself what am i looking for and ask what do i offer that person so work on yourself and everything else and fall into place gotcha. and that goes for men as well like you know if i'm looking for somebody that compliments me or has a certain look to them what do i offer to that person that makes that person want to be with me and the more you work on yourself other people will be attracted to you because they'll see you work on yourself. All right. Well, y'all heard it there. Words from a single man. If y'all have any questions, any other questions for Twan, email he did it LLC at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, the Gems Podcast, and ask your questions and we'll get it to Twan and he'll give you the truth. All right, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. I hope that was helpful. Uh, it was uh, really fun recording that segment. Uh, I will say my brother Twan is handsome and he's always had a way with the ladies. So he knows what he's talking about. I, I just have to say that. But anyways, on to the next segment. This is one of uh, y'all's most commented segment and it's granny told me so 
The next question in the Granny Told Me segment comes from a listener. And for those of you who don't know, Granny Maxwell is an expert in early childhood development. She's a great grandmother. She's a grandmother. She fostered for over 40 years and she was in early childhood development for over 38 years. So she has a lot of experience, a lot of tools. And so this is the first listener question that Granny answers. And I want y'all to to just soak it all up. Is it possible to be friends with your child in hopes that they would open up to you more if you do have a friendship versus if you were just, you know, more of a disciplinarian? I think it's more important for you to be a parent to your child. And in being a parent to your child, what you do is you teach your child the dynamics of being a human being, the dynamics of learning how to socialize, the dynamics of developing friendships. However, like I said, I think it's more important for a parent to be a parent. Now, when you look up the definitions for being a friend and being a parent, those are two total definitions. And a parent is there to guide their child, to love their child, to teach their child, to encourage their child, to support their children, to do all of those things in every moment from birth to 18 in the home is a teachable moment. Every one of them. Yeah, we get to relax. We get to sit down and we get to eat popcorn and we get to watch movies, but you're still teaching your child. So is a teacher a friend to a child? No, a teacher got to teach. A parent got to parent and a friend will be a friend. Now your kids... As they grow older, they're going to get, they're going to acquire friends. Oh, mama, they're going to come up, mama, I got me a new friend, and this is my friend, and and they're going to be friends for a while, and they're going to not be friends for a while, but you are going to forever be their parent. Now, what I'm not saying is there's not an opportunity for you to befriend your child, because once your child understands the barriers and the guideline in the house. Yeah, you and your daughter can go shopping together. Father and son can go play play basketball together. I don't consider that friendship. I consider that parenting. Is it going to help that child open up more to you? I don't know. But I don't think so. Because if you're going to be their friend, they're going to feel like they don't have a parent. So in the stages of the child, really to tell you the truth, the, tr- the child really want you to be the parent, to set the rules, to, to set the tone, to set the guidelines. That doesn't mean you don't laugh and talk and have fun with your child. It just means that the child know where the line is drawn. Gotcha. I remember you had said uh, when we were talking, you know, a few weeks ago, 
about uh I think he said no no one's kid is gonna tell them everything. So if they're trying to be their best friends in hope that they're gonna tell them everything, that's highly unlikely. Definitely impossible. Because if you're their friend, they still not gonna tell you everything because the, you know what the child know? The child know that there's a line. And we're gonna talk about everything. We're going to go into teenage and adolescent stage. That's when we really want them to tell us everything. Because under that, they're going to tell us everything anyway, pretty much, you know. The little bit that they know to talk about. My friend did this at school. They're going to tell you about the school day and all that. But those personal things that they start going through in that development stage that you want to hear. Yeah, I'm talking to this boy. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to this girl. Yeah, I kissed that boy. They're not going to tell you that. Even if you're (laughs) trying to be their friend. They are not going to tell you that. You're going to have to find, you're going to have to just know that when you know it. So if you're hoping that being a friend to them is going to help them to open up and tell you all of that, I don't see it happening. It might, but I don't see it happening. Okay. And you know what? When you said that, I thought back to when I was a teenager and you're right. I only told my mom what I wanted, what I wanted her to know. I didn't just Absolutely. go into detail or anything, but it's something I felt comfortable. It was just the bare minimum I told her. So you're yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What we have to remember is although we are raising our children different from the way our parent raised us, we still have to remember that we were there. I constantly remind my grandkids when I see, um, you know, them developing into teenagers and all that. I'd be like, look, you might not believe it, but I was 14 too. Okay. (laughs) I've been there. I know it's been a long, long time ago, but I was 14. And so that opened up for them, kind of trying to open up a dialogue to say, I know what you're going through. I've been there. I've been there. I've seen my kids go there, seen my grandkids go there. So although it might not look seem like to you, because ever since you've known me, I've been old, but I've been 14 also, you know. So this this um, generation might be able to befriend their children, but for me, it's more important for them to be good parent having good relationship with them as a parent them knowing what you expect what you do not expect your expectations to me it's just best to be a parent and and let them find their friends out there and let them be their friend and you be their parent that's that's just my thought on that well another amazing tip an amazing gem from Granny Maxwell. If you guys want to reach out to her and ask your questions, feel free to email he did it LLC at gmail.com and put in the subject line the gems podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Granny Maxwell, for uh for your wisdom. You're welcome and thank you for having me, Brittany. I really appreciate it. And if there's anything that I can do to assist anybody with their parenting and raising sweet, beautiful, 
uh, children in this world because the job is a hard job, but it passed so quick to you just don't want to miss any of those stages that's so important in life that might cause them to stumble in the future. Want to let them go through those developmental stages as God has designed them to be. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So now we have the next segment of the Jim's podcast, and it is the lyrical breakdown. The lyrical breakdown. The lyrical breakdown. And for those of you who haven't listened to the first episode, this uh, lyrical breakdown segment is where we listen to a song. And afterwards, we ask the artist, what was the meaning behind a, a line, a verse, the chorus, and get further details. So the song that you're about to listen to is called The One. It's by Vi Moon, my husband, and it's featuring myself, Beatitude, Be Moon. Check it out. The abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Uh, uh, this was the hardest song for me to write. Lord, Jesus, orchestrated, let me do it right. I'm on my knees, we Did she say yes? Jesus carried me. Discouraged and proud Why couldn't I be like him Or the men that surround me Compare myself to them Lord Jesus refine me I don't want to be anxious You a father to fatherless And to be honest Jesus Christ is my harness He's my rock and my fortress I'ma carry this torch And love my wife more than life Jesus Christ be the cause Bind us together My life couldn't be better My house built on the rock Physically, but mentally and emotionally, God, I take this covenant serious. 
you guys enjoyed that and I have Vi Moon with me everybody in person not a recording here he is hey what's up (laughs) what's up so my question is I know you wrote the chorus and the chorus says I don't know what I'm doing baby pray for me but I do know that you're the one for me so it's what does that mean it's like Am I the one? Is she not the one? And like, what did, where did those lyrics come from and why? For me, it was about faith. You know, it's, it's the same as with our relationship for those who believe in Jesus Christ. There's a lot of things that we just don't know. We know what we know and we study the Bible and we listen to sermons that, that speak to us. But there's still mysteries that we don't know. So a lot of it is, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. And those things that we don't know we trust Jesus with. Like, Lord, all right, I know this. I know I'm supposed to do this step, but I don't know the next step. So I'm going to take this step and trust that as I take this step, you will reveal to me the next. So it's, it's some faith. I just, instead of me writing a song about faith, I just wrote it in terms of a marriage. Okay. I know the step is to marry her because this is the one for me, but I don't know how to do this. But I know you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. I feel strongly in my spirit and in my heart that I need to do this. So this is now me talking to my wife, you. I'm asking that you pray for me as I take this step of faith and and do this. And, and it may sound crazy to most because um, that's not the, the typical way. You know, usually you're very confident and yeah, I know. And, and we know the obvious things you provide and all that. But. I wasn't really talking about that. I was really more so talking about how do I go about um, giving her the love that Jesus has given us. Okay. So in my opinion, when it comes to a relationship, uh, I think the reason why me and you work because it's, there's, it's just, it's more, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, but it's just more. So sometimes I might not like you. You might not like me. But there's something more connecting us and it's it's Christ and not only Christ, but it's like the vision that God has for us. Like we are regardless if we don't agree on certain things, we're in agreement about like the vision. So I don't see myself with anyone else because they don't share my same vision. And I think when you're dating or looking for someone and stuff like that, you want to make sure that your dreams align 
because that is usually, you know, the purpose that God has given you. And that's going to like help keep you together, even if you have a bad day or something like that. But what do you think about that as far as like what connects a husband to a wife beyond, oh, she's attractive, he's attractive, that type of stuff? Yeah, thank you. That was uh, really good. And it's actually the first thing you said um, that outweighs everything you said was great. But the first thing that you the first reason you gave to your question really trumps everything. And it was Christ Jesus, because even with the dream, um, the dream comes from Jesus. Uh, and I and I say Jesus because that's how we have access to our Father in Heaven, who is the source of all. But He uses Jesus as His instrument to reach us. So um, that's it. That's what holds it together. Um, that's what has held us together in the darkest times. Is um, because um, you know that, as the Bible put it, three stranded cord. Well, what that means is you got me. You got you, but then there's an invisible force that when me and you aren't clicking, uh, no matter how length of time, that invisible force is always clicking. In fact, it's clicking more when we're not clicking and things are are being done on the inside of us. He's given us um, um, clarity on who we are. And the more we kind of know how to um, treat ourselves, that naturally uh, begins to go outwardly to the person that's closest to you and your spouse is the one that's closest to you regardless of how you feel about them at the time so as you're receiving and I'm receiving that love from Jesus on the inside of us over time we begin to share that love with each other and we're like well, how did we get here and it's just a natural flow and then you know the kids feel that love Cause one thing I think is important, like kids can get love from mom, kids can get love from dad, and they love that. That's cool. But I think what really feeds them is when mom and dad are giving love to each other. Yeah. And the the kids, we're not even they're not even the focal point at this point because I don't think they're supposed to be. The focal point is the husband and the wife, and that's the proper order of things, you know. So and and not to say again, it's not always like that. So let's talk about when that isn't happening right Mm -hmm. and we're off but we're still pouring love to the kids well that's where that invisible cord uh, as we referenced earlier jesus christ comes in and say okay um and i don't know how he does it i can't go into all that but i just know it's like okay i'm gonna bring this together and i think we're even subconsciously even when we're not feeling each other, because of that invisible force, Jesus Christ, we're still subconsciously showing love to each other in front of the kids, yeah. despite how we feel. And then that leads to the natural feeling and, 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 and it flows from there. So in the kids' eyes, it's probably like, because Jesus is the center, it's probably like, uh, yeah, they fuss and fight, but in my mind, they've always shown love to each other. Now it's just without the fussing and fighting. Yeah. But without Jesus, I think if you don't have that in the equation and you have the disagreement between the husband and the wife and naturally they pour into the kids, then I think there is a hurt because there isn't really a force there that's still binding you and the kids do feel that emptiness. Okay, okay, I hear you. I thank you so much for being on the show. I have to shout out y'all. 
my husband Vimoon. You can check out his music on Vimoon.com. Uh, you can download on all the streaming platforms. So definitely check out his music, V-Y-M-O-O-N.com. He is, um, wow. He's just an inspiration. Like this, y'all just heard this conversation. Like if this mic wasn't on, it'd be the same thing. Like he just, he's just full of, he's just overflowing. And, uh, it really blesses me as his wife to be poured into and, uh, especially our kids as well. So that was the lyrical breakdown. Okay, so this episode of The Gems Podcast brought to you by Heated at LLC is kind of geared towards relationships. So in my segment, Butterfly Dreams, I'm going to go with the same topic. I remember as a little girl seeing beautiful, bright, independent women around me thriving in their careers, taking care of their kids, you know, not needing a man, strong and just seeing these beautiful independent women around me made me think as a small girl that I want to do that that's going to be me I never had a desire to be married and I felt like man life's easier they don't need anybody negotiating what to do or how to do this they they just do so fast forward we're in college I got pregnant with my first child and me and Vi, after we had our child, we broke up. I had a conversation with my mother and I'm like, I don't know why I thought it would ever work. That's not the type of women we are. We're independent. We don't need a man. She was like, you do not want this life. Do not close up just because of whatever hurt you're experiencing. Do not close up and shut yourself off from everyone. You do not know what God has for you. And don't try to use our history as a defense mechanism. And I was upset because I don't think I have the capability to open myself up, to let someone break my heart. And she told me, I need you to say this prayer every day. Lord, I give you the key to my heart, and I ask that in time, you give it to whoever you see fit. I did say the prayer every day, but I added on to that. Lord, I give you the key to my heart, and in time, I hope that you give it to whoever you see fit. And Lord, please give me a sign so I will not push them away. So over time, Vi, he began to change. Now we were doing well co-parenting and I didn't want to mess that rhythm up, but he was just had a glow about himself. We talk about our daughter, but we talk about other things. And it came to a point where he came to me and wanted to start a new relationship and start fresh. At that point, I was so upset. And I remember calling my mom and telling her, like, can you believe the nerve of him? I don't come second to anyone. I'm not going to look stupid. I don't want to look dumb. And she told me, do you love him? Yes, but no, nobody's going to make me look like a dummy. She's like, do you love him? Yes. Has he changed? Yes. Let those two things determine your answer. To make a long story short, we ended up getting back together. 
Sometime after that, he proposed. Sometime after that, we've been, you know, we got married. And to this day, we've been married for over 10 years and we have four kids. And I thank God that I stayed open because I was so, so close to closing up. But when you close up, and my husband says this all the time, like if you close your fist, you protect something from getting in, but you also keep anything good or bad from coming in as well. We gotta stay open. So I wrote a poem and it's called, When It's Hard to Love. There comes a point in every man and woman's life where they transition from one who loves hard to one who's hard to love. A place where internally their heart just gives up. Where they try to supplement other things to fill it up, but the feat is impossible like pouring into a broken cup. Avoiding to take the time to mend it up, they just try to insulate it with a bunch of other stuff. Then they bury it like a hidden treasure, thinking someone will dig it up. But it's buried so deep that all who've tried have given up. But I'm an optimist and I truly believe every hidden and buried thing will be resurrected. But only when one seeks out healing instead of seeking out protection. Many hearts, many hurts, and many more rejections. Not enough reflection. But I propose a notion. What if there was a reality where we all just stayed open? Whether we felt whole or broken, while we were dreaming, or just hoping, living free, or just coping, but truly knowing that when we are in this vulnerable state, we are truly open for the great to infiltrate and elevate us to our truest state of well-being. Maybe then we'll see the meaning of all the ebbs and flows and ups and downs, not closing up when we are low, because we know that we will rise and elevate from the ground to the higher level, just knowing we'll reach the falsettos, though now we're in the trouble. And though the troubles may feel like we are down in the rubble, we will embrace the grace and continue hoping and understand that we are really in love, living and floating when we stay open. So don't do it. Don't close, don't faint, don't fake, because we can see through it. If you're in a place, you're in a place. If you're there, you're there. Whether you're on top of the world or in a corner scared, just know you're not alone. That's where your focus should be because knowing that is the key to setting you free. So be. Don't think, be. Don't plot, be. Don't worry, be. Don't hold on, be. Don't close, be. Be open. Be attitude. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes the second episode of the Gems podcast brought to you by He Did It LLC. If you guys have any questions, any comments or anyone on the segments, all you have to do is email he did it LLC at gmail.com. As usual, I end the show with one of my favorite quotes. What the caterpillar calls the end, the master calls the butterfly. Jim's podcast, Be Attitude. I'll see you next time. You're not regular. Regular, 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 regular. No regular around here. Not even coffee. I get my chai tea latte.
Two honeys.